Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. We are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. One track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how you feeling? You know what? I'm a little down. I'm a little bummed. Uh, there, there was a, a major death. Uh, over the weekend, and I'm not talking about the Queen, but here in, in the uh, in the Morissette household, uh, we lost a beloved family member, uh, Noodles the Hamster, uh, passed away on Sunday, which was also my birthday, so it was a very bittersweet birthday. Uh, the night before, he was running around in his hamster ball around the house, uh, loving life, and uh, passed away some some point on September 11th, so uh, RIP Noodles. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm really needing Van Halen to, to lift me out of my funk here. Oh, man. Well, I, I certainly hope the wheel is kind and we'll do that for you. So uh, let's uh, everyone manifest some good vibes uh, towards Corey his way, please. So uh, speaking of manifesting, Mark. Uh, oh, yes. Ke- yeah. Kevin Brown on Twitter this week uh, uh, you know, posted a very sad looking uh, meme waiting to see what the wheel would bring up. So I asked him, you know, Kevin, what would you like to manifest since that's our, our word that we've co-opted for the show? And and he he's a very bad man who wants to manifest spanked. Just because he thinks the conversation <laughs> would be quite entertaining, so uh, we, we we had a couple other great suggestions. Uh, so this is love was one, uh, but uh, yeah, Kevin wants spanked. So uh, he's a very very bad man. Ah uh, well, I think he wants it specifically because he just wants to see how you react and uh, how you just uh, you could possibly just explode with rage uh <laughs> as we cover that song i don't know that may not be uh, uh your style and you might be letting him down in that regard but it would still be entertaining nonetheless you know i might like that song uh, we're listening to it like i, I gotta admit uh when i got it on vinyl I, I played the whole album and you know made faces the whole time spanked was on but listening to it with a you know a new perspective uh who knows maybe i'll dig it yeah maybe so so never never give up never uh never give up on your dreams so this is, right. is our it's our dream to make sure that every track that we cover on this show is a good one because we love the band um but that has not been the uh we don't we don't have a great track record of thinking every song is great that's for sure um but you never know that's that's kind of that's part of the game that's how we do the show it's all the spin of the wheel. Uh, anything going on remotely interesting in the world of Van Halen news? Yeah, there's actually a ton of stuff. And it seems like whenever there's Van Halen news, uh, David Lee Roth uh, tends to drop something. And uh, oh, he course. did it again. He did it again this week. I know on September 1st, um, he dropped a new studio version of Panama. I guess uh, sometime in May of this year, Dave and his uh, solo band, uh, and I got the names here, uh, Alice Strahd on guitar, Ryan Wheeler on bass, and Francis Valentino on drums. Uh, they went into the recording studio, and in two hours, they cut uh, 14 songs. 
uh, Panama being the first one Dave released. I don't know if this is ever going to come out on an album. You'd think so, but he, he's just kind of releasing him uh, piecemeal. And uh, earlier this week, uh, on the actually on the 13th, so just yesterday, as we're recording this, uh, Dave Lee Roth released the second track uh, that they cut in the studio, Ain't Talking About Love. And I thought maybe we just listen to a little bit of, bit of, little bit of it here. Uh, Mark, I'll get your perspective on, uh, sure. on how Dave is sounding. Okay. All right, so just a little bit there. Uh, I, I wanted to get, as a vocalist, I wanted to get your perspective. Uh, as a layman, I thought, geez, Dave's not too bad. He's kind of in his wheelhouse. He sang a lot of that really good. Uh, uh, he kind of went up on the all about your disease part. That was shaky, uh, you know, kind of warbly. But everything else I, I thought sounded pretty good. What were your uh, thoughts, Mark? Dave sounds tired. He <laughs> sounds very, very tired. Uh, very much... Um... A man, <laughs> he's you know what he sounds like. Uh, listening to this, he kind of sounds like uh, he's he's done this take probably 55 times, and at some point, the voice is just gonna have to give out because you can only sing the same amount of bars for so long before your vocal cords finally check out. Um, so this sounds like he's on his uh, very last leg trying very desperately to give a, a decent take on the recording. Um, yeah, uh, I mean it's it's all things considered, it's not terrible. Like it's not the worst thing I've heard. Uh, it's not even the worst version of this song I've heard. So that's good, good for Dave. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you 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 sound very much like uh, you're well past your prime in doing uh, songs of this sort of uh, uh, style for your vocals. For it's for your vocal style, this is a uh, a little bit out of your range uh, at this time. At least that's how I felt. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you think there's a little Pro Tools trickery uh, involved in that? Like uh, they said, the, and this could be bullshit too, they recorded 14 songs in two hours. They make you think this is like take one or take two, or else, like you said, they did 50 takes of this one only. But uh, do, you, do you think they went in and cleaned it up digitally afterwards? Well, because it sounds kind of so raw, I'm inclined to believe that there's not a lot of of overproduction going on it certainly does not sound like uh what we're used to hearing in in you know popular music today uh but i i there's probably just a tad of of little little production tweaks happening just because that just it just happens in the studio you know, you want to clean it up a little bit so there's probably a little bit of tweaking but otherwise if they said that they didn't do it then i I'd, I'd somewhat believe it well, I tell you what, I, I didn't mind it at all. Uh, I listened to the whole thing. I thought it was pretty good. Panama, I, I thought they, they did very good, too. So uh, I'm kind of hoping this gets released officially at some point, because uh, uh, this is one I would pick up for sure. It's There's probably a whole lot of legal reasons why they probably can't, but I don't know. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to hear the rest of it. They, and he, um, I imagine he's going to keep dropping them probably every couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be on here, and he'll have dropped a new version of an old song. So... Uh, kind of looking forward to that. And the, the solo stuff he's been dropping uh, with, with no new album out yet uh, has been uh, pretty good, I, I thought. So, uh, you know, 
you know, we kind of speculated when Dave kind of canceled all of his uh, Vegas dates, is that going to be it for him? And then, you know, he kind of tweeted that picture of an airplane. We thought, oh, is he maybe teasing uh, a potential like farewell tour? And he even right. said, you know, he's only on his first retirement. Like he's still got several farewell tours to go. So uh, I would expect maybe if he's got an official release coming up, maybe we see Dave on the road. Band sounded pretty good. Maybe so. Maybe so. He uh, he's going to have to be careful up there, though, because, you know, he's not as spry as he once was. We all saw but, the video uh, where he cut yeah. his nose there. That's true. That's yeah. I'm, I was also thinking about that. Like, just beware of, you know, flying objects coming at you from the States there, Dave. <laughs> Um, but if he does go back on tour, then uh, you know what? My heart's with you. There you go. Um, before we go any further, Mark, uh, folks, you can follow the Deep Dive Podcasting Network on Twitter. Uh, you can go to the website, www.deepdivepodcastnetwork.com. Uh, you can check out all the great shows we have, including the Deep Purple Podcast, Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Skinnered Reconsidered, In the Lap of the Pods. Of course, that's a Queen podcast. The Magician's Podcast, uh, all things Uriah Heap. Uh, they're about to head out on their 50th, so uh, hopefully Scott has some new episodes dropping soon. Uh, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men. Of course, Ozzy has a new album out, so they've had a ton of material based on that. Uh, Metal Gods podcast, uh, Universally Speaking, which is the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. Uh, Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, So Far, So Pod, So What, The Tom Petty Project, Backtracks Theme Music, and the granddaddy of them all, Teen Bones Prime Cut. So uh, if, you, if you like any one of those bands, you're going to love, 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 love those podcasts. They do a fantastic job. Nice. Very nice. Very nicely said. And, uh, yeah, I echo the statement. I echo uh, Corey's sentiment. Get out there and listen to some good rock and roll podcasts, not just ours, everybody involved in the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. That's right. And one that's not involved with the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, the Sean Geek uh, Fast Fret podcast just dropped uh, two episodes where they break down the album Fair Warning with our good friend Eric Senich. Uh, nice. I, I just I, they dropped the second uh, episode uh, this week. Uh, they they kind of did the first half of the album uh, two weeks ago, and then the second half this week. Um, it's fantastic whenever Eric's on their show, and they did a great job breaking down Fair Warning. So if you're a fan of that album, which if you're listening to this fucking show, you should be a fan of Fair Warning. Absolutely, uh, go check out the Sean Geek Fast Fret podcast and. Uh, Mark, on Sunday, you and I recorded a little appearance on that episode. We did. Surprise, everyone. We joined our buddies of uh, The Tables Turned, and we uh, were we first we subjected them to our show, and then uh, they were subjected to our banter on their show. So go check <laughs> it out. It. It's great fun. Yeah, no spoilers, but we introduced Mark to some new music, and I think he had a good time. I had a great time, actually. It was very fun, very informative. There you go. So look for that to drop uh, in the uh, in the coming weeks. I think in the next couple of weeks, uh, that episode will be dropping. But what do you say, Mark? We we get to the business at hand here. We had a, a Twitter poll uh, from last week's song, which I know is a real favorite of, of your household, as uh, mm -hmm. your special lady friend Christy uh, was nice enough to come on the show, a personal favorite of hers. Um, how do you think? I know you said you hadn't looked at the poll in a while. But how do you think it shook out? I have to imagine that this one's probably like a lot of our polls in that. It, it swings one way predominantly, but on the other side, like on the other percentage, uh, it's unusually high, um, usually going in the direction of the dream is over. So I'm going to imagine that I I'm going to say uh, that's what dreams are made of for seven, seven seal was the was the winner, but not by a lot. 
What what would you think as a percentage for what dreams are made of? Oh, okay. I'm going to say we're probably in the high. No, we're in the low seventies for dream. uh, That's what dreams are made of. And maybe like uh, in the high thirties for the uh, dream is over. Okay. Well, it was 81% what dreams are made of 18%. This dream is over. So uh, pretty definitive. Although we, we did have more negative comments this week on that song than others we've had. So oh, no. uh, if you're ready, uh, we'll go into the Twitter comments. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Our good friend, uh, friend of the show, Michael Green says, I can't say I was ever a huge fan of the album, but so far really liking the songs. I love Eddie Van Halen's dirty, dark, and aggressive tone. Alex Van Halen is stellar. Sammy, of course, kicking it. Great song. Surprise guest. Surprise, this was Christy's favorite Van Halen song. It's what dreams are made of. I mean, it's she just has the personal connection to it. So that's, that's right. I mean, that's that's like any song that uh, you you love that maybe not everybody loves. That's the best part of music, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, if it speaks to you, it it's amazing. Don't be ashamed of it. Uh, exactly. Next, we have our good buddies from the Deep Purple podcast. They said uh, really cool track and enjoyed two no responses to mentions of yes without a hint of acknowledgement from any of you. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to acknowledge yes now, Mark? <laughs> I acknowledge that yes is a progressive rock band. I acknowledge There you that. have it. There you have it. <laughs> uh, Will says, uh, Balance is the most underrated Van Halen album. One of the most badass songs they ever did. So there you go. He loved Seven Seal. Right I guess on. he's invited over for uh, for Thanksgiving. Yep. Come on over. <laughs> Get some turkey. Uh, Pear says, this is literally the first Van Halen song I ever heard. It made me an instant fan. And quite frankly, with this track as your first impression and definition of this band, the back catalog had a very hard time. Still one of my favorite songs. Oh, well then. Pairs invited too. Come on over. Lots of turkey. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, Greg says, listening to this song now, I can really appreciate how good it is. While there are fans who seem to reject any changes, like Fair Warning is too dark, no keyboard, Sammy ruined the band. I enjoyed the experimentation and growth. Van Halen has so much to offer if you're open to it. Amen. He summed it up perfectly. Absolutely. That's exactly the correct response. Yeah. A friend of the show, Tom, says the main riff is killer. Mike and Al are tight and Sammy is just killing it. Yeah, it's a little out there for a SoCal party band, but as Eddie would say, if it sounds good, it is good. Simple. Yep. Uh, Candace simply says, one of my favorite uh, Hagar era songs. So thank you for that, Candace. Uh, the Sean Geek and Fast Rap podcast, uh, th- this would be uh, uh, Sean saying, man, not my fave. Sorry, guys. Everyone sounds amazing on here, but the song is missing something for me. Mark's just, just shaking there's his just head. No, there's, there's just no pleasing uh, some people. There's no no pleasing them. So, Sean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, he won't be over for Thanksgiving, that's for sure. No! You get no <laughs> turkey. <laughs> airhead three says no surprise but i really love this one balance is the best produced and best setting album in van halen's catalog not taking away from the early raw sound at all but the richness of balance is not matched love the rising chords juxtaposing sammy's down down lines big thumbs up from airhead three it does it, it absolutely sounds pretty pretty dope the uh, recording even now yeah, and, and I agree, like not taking away from the early raw sound at all, or even that late 70s, early 80s type of sound, but I, I love the production on balance, so I agree 100% with that one. Uh, yep. Gene says, uh, even the throat-singing monks are bringing their A-game on this one. It's too bad they wound up as the only Van Halen singers with a shorter tenure than Gary. 
love this tune i would get wow. would you take a whole album a whole van halen album with the uh uh sing throat singing monks if used appropriately sure why not that could uh <laughs> that could provide a new like a new dynamic for the band actually they they could uh there are so many directions they could go um again you got to use those monks sparingly because you don't want to <laughs> too much of a good thing uh uh but wow that is some shade that that whole tweet was just throwing all sorts of shade wow uh next up uh, ne another negative comment get ready for it and it's from oh, uh past guest on the show heath mccoy uh who said uh, tried to like this song as it's highly regarded in the van hagar catalog but i just feel it's hugely overrated where's the hook fairburn's production feels too polished for van halen balance sounds like a band that's falling apart and the old Eddie Sammy Mojo is mostly gone. Now, when I can I can divorce myself from what was actually happening with Van Halen at the time and just listen to the music. When I listen to the music, I don't hear that. Uh, I, I don't, you know, they still, you know, forget that 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 is exactly what was happening. The band was falling apart. Everybody yeah. knows that. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you listen to the album, I, I don't get that. And I didn't get that from this track either. I thought everything was meshing together quite well. So. Um, and not saying he's wrong or anything, of course, he's entitled to his right. opinion. But if you can kind of divorce yourself from the actual facts of what was happening to the band, um, you know, maybe you appreciate it uh, just a smidge more. And uh, where's the hook? Uh, Tom actually had to uh, chime in and say, where's the hook? That opening riff has lived rent free in my head all day and not in a bad way. So, <laughs> there yeah, you go. I, yeah. <laughs> I would I would say the the song is full of hooks. Uh, that's one of the things Van Halen does best is the hooks. Um, as far as uh, the other statement, I mean, like I, I when I listen to it, I personally don't hear the uh, the sort of the burnout or you know whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't necessarily hear it. Although with the perspective that I have, knowing uh, what we know about the recording process of this album and where the band was at the time yeah maybe there's a little bit of influence in the listening but but frankly with this song i don't hear it you know where i did hear it was in the uh, three new tracks they did on the best of both worlds compilation uh -huh. uh, for breakfast learning to see and it's about time there i i thought you know here's a band that obviously aren't on the same page but i didn't necessarily get that uh from balance and about the production yeah. um you know i think for unlawful was pretty slickly produced too and I put yes. that right up there with some of the best Van Halen. My favorite tracks are on that and on that album. So, I agree. All right, uh, Brian says another great song from Balance. Can't wait to hear you guys break it down. Well, wait no more. It's out there. <laughs> uh, Jonathan had a lot to say, so we're we're, we're going to go through his tweets here. Uh, excited right. to hear Balance. I was twenty. I heard this song. Sad, boring rhythm. Very un Eddie Van Halen. Fits in with the music of that year. Shimmery guitar tone. What? And no solo. Thank God for balance of the album. Sam, Mike, and Al sound great. I hope they reseal the seventh seal. Interesting. Interesting word usage. And then he, he went back and said, okay, I listened several times over the weekend. So he's really putting the work in. You got to give Jonathan a lot of credit for <laughs> That's that. That's true. Yeah, he's, he's, consistent. he's persistent. <laughs> yeah. he's, I should like this song. There isn't a foul note in the Hagar catalog before the first split. I even like Inside. Holy cow. And then he says, I must have PTSD or something. If you like Inside, you might. And then he just, I still don't like it. So uh, Jonathan more than gave it a shot. So God, God bless you, Jonathan. You, you gave it the, the old college yeah, try. That's, it just didn't work for you. And that's cool. It's fair. That's very fair. You did more than uh, a lot of folks would do in order to uh, find what it is that we like about it. And it didn't work for you. It didn't connect. Totally valid. Totally fine. You're good, John. Yep, totally. Uh, Dur Urs says, wasn't a fan of balance when it came out. 
considered it a half-baked attempt to surf on the grunge wave. In addition, somehow one could feel the vanishing chemistry between Eddie Van Halen and Sammy Hagar. So there's another guy who thought who, who could hear that uh, in this album uh, along with Heath. Uh, yet digging deeper, Eddie Van Halen has one more push guitar and composition boundaries on this record. So he's giving it a thumbs up. Well, that's good. Uh, we'll yep. take it. Yep. Uh, Bruins fan 71 says 10% of the fans want DLR to sit on their laps in his assless chaps. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the case. I, I, I personally am fine if he didn't do that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't need it. We don't need yeah, that. It's fine. But you, you do know, you. whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're not here to you. judge. Exactly. No. This is a safe space. Everybody is it welcome is. to to voice their opinion. And if you want Dave Lee Roth to sit on your lap in his assless chaps, more power to you. And yes, finally, <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, Mark. No, go ahead. no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Uh, finally, we have a very, very bad man, Kevin Brown, uh, who says top five all time Sammy vocal performance for me, and musically one of the most interesting Sammy era songs. Van Halen always sounds fantastic when Alex is just, when Alex is just sitting in the pocket. Mikey crushing those sixteenths and Eddie being super tasteful. Just a killer arrangement. What dreams are made of, and those are the Twitter comments. Boom. Well, thank you all for commenting. Uh, even uh, and thank you for voting in the rock and poll. Even though the uh, the score looked uh, pretty great on my end, uh, your, your tweets uh, said otherwise, or some of you did. But uh, but I appreciate you and thank you for providing perspective. It's nice that we can't win them all, but we can try. Absolutely, and try as we might, we're going to spin this wheel here again, uh, Mark. And uh, I'm curious all now right. that Seven Seal is off the wheel. What are you in the yeah. mood for today? I'm kind of like you. Uh, it's it's been a weird couple of days. It's I'm kind of feeling the. Uh, the lull, uh, it might be the uh, seasonal changes uh, have already begun, and so it's you know it's kind of messing with my my sinuses. It's starting to kind of mess with my brain patterns a little bit. Uh, sometimes a uh, seasonal seasonal depression is absolutely a thing. Um, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping we don't go that far, but you never know. Uh, but it is it has been kind of a, a stressful week, so I need to hear something. Uh, uplifting by Van Halen. I need to hear something from Van Halen one. That's what Ooh. I need. I need some old school Roth era party Van Halen. I just, I, that's what I need. Um, honestly, doesn't matter which track, just give me something <laughs> from Van Halen one and I'll be happy. There you go. Something from the first album for Mark. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm kind of going a different direction. I want something with kind of a dirty, dirty, heavy riff to it. And I haven't really tried to manifest anything from OU812 yet. So I'm thinking oh, a little okay. black and blue. Black and blue. Black that would be, and blue. I, that would be, actually, I wouldn't be mad at that. would not be <laughs> mad at that at all. So, well, but you know, you guys know how it works. It's not up to us. We we could uh, wish and wish all the live long day, but ultimately it is up to the fickle mistress known as the wheel. The podcast will rock wheel determines the fate of the show, determines the song. And now comes the time where we plead for its mercy. Give us something good. Give us something awesome. We need it tonight. Um, but we'll see how the wheel feels. So whenever you're ready, Corey, I'm ready. Whenever Sammy's ready, take it away and spin the wheel. Here we go! All right. Oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. It's time for Up it for Breakfast. Time. Up for breakfast. Oh, Lordy. I tell you what, we <laughs> spanked, spanked was four songs away. We almost got spanked. 
We almost, almost landed on Can't Stop Loving You, which would have been our third consecutive balance track. We almost oh, landed on When It's Love. When It's Love or Why Can't This Be Love was on the other side, man. They were both oh. right there, yeah. Instead, we're, we're so going close. back to the best of both worlds. And, <laughs> and I talked about it, you know, uh, a lot of people say they could hear the band, uh, you know, uh, not being on the same page on balance. You really get it on these three tracks that came off this compilation. Uh, so disjointed. And uh, Up for Breakfast, uh, kind of a whipping boy amongst Van Halen fans. Uh, Mark? Uh, what were your recollections of this one? Very, very little. Uh, I know I have heard this track at some point, but I think I just dismissed it and brushed it off like, yeah, whatever, okay, and just didn't pay attention, probably because the song didn't land with me based on uh, you know how it's uh, composed and what have you. So I've got very little recollection of, of this song, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, but how about you, Corey? Oh, man. Well, th this was an interesting time in, in van history. Um, there's 16, I believe, David songs, 14 Sammy songs, and three live songs with Sammy from live right here right now. And then three new songs with Sammy because they're about to go out on the big reunion tour that would end up being kind of disastrous in the long run with uh, Sammy as lead singer. Uh, the last time both Sammy and Mike Anthony would play with the band. Uh, Mike didn't play bass on these tracks, uh, but he did provide backing vocals for them. Um, th this one is kind of sandwiched in between It's About Time, which I really liked, and Learning to See, which I really didn't like. And I, I think you voted the same, Mark, if I remember correctly. You were you were positive on It's About Time and not so much on, on Learning to See. Uh, this yeah, one's right yeah. in the middle, credited to Sammy, uh, Alex, and Eddie Van Halen. And um, I, I tell you what, if you like, uh, you know, sexy breakfast metaphors, this is the song for you. <laughs> Well, I do love a, a good sexy breakfast metaphor or otherwise. So maybe maybe uh good old Van Halen will will put us in the mood for uh for a lot of things. Uh and uh but I don't know. I'm I'm not feeling very optimistic based on the uh the history and the what's what's going on behind the scenes when this song came out. So uh I guess we'll find out. I tell you what, uh I haven't listened to this episode in a long time, but uh, Pot of Thunder did a classic episode eviscerating this song. They were not fans of it at all. And uh, <laughs> I, I, after we're, we're done here, I'm going to go back and listen to that show because I hadn't heard that show, that show of theirs uh, in forever. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to go in with an open mind uh, as I pledge to do with every single Van Halen song. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see how it goes. Uh, we're yeah, going yeah. all the way back to uh, 2004 from the best of both worlds. This is Up for Breakfast. Now, now you might be thinking, did Corey play the intro to? Uh, I was when just it's thinking, love? yeah, and and now it's uh, or why can't this be love? Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking, and now I have a recollection of listening to this song before because that's literally the reaction I had. I'm like, uh, that's not why. Uh, why can't this be love? What is this? I, I bet you Up more than a breakfast. few people. Yeah, when, when this started playing, they they grabbed their CD case. Like, I thought this was later. Uh, in the track list, what the hell is it, it is doing a very, here? very, very similar intro. Um, I'm just I'm now waiting for the keyboard to come in with a blah, blah, blah. but uh, <laughs> maybe they'll surprise us with something different. I know originally, uh, they wanted to put all the Dave tracks on one disc and all the Hagar tracks, uh, on the other, but there is this, this is going to shock you. Apparently, there was problems negotiating with David Lee Roth 
uh, on on the entire track listing on the released album. So they 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 huh. abandoned those plans. Uh, Dave, Dave was being difficult. I find that hard to believe. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Like, well, we've talked about uh, we've talked about even Sammy is not immune to uh, very um, very lame lyric uh, you know rhyme schemes and what have you um, and content. This is no exception, I must say. Um, little My subtlety goodness. there, Sammy. <laughs> she treat me like a personal Jesus. Got the hand, put it where it's gonna heal you. So. <laughs> she's putting her hand where it's going to heal him because she's treating but she's treating him like the personal jesus i'm already confused and then we got got the finger put it right there on the trigger so she's just yeah, using one finger pump it yeah. up make it bigger yeah pump it up make it bigger sammy must must be a, a grower not a shower if she could just do that with one <laughs> finger <laughs> all all the uh all the righteous ones usually are <laughs> <laughs> There we go with the healing again. We we I I, I don't get this song. Like uh, even uh, the most religious types, like is is that meant to be like dirty talk for a Christian girl? Like I'm gonna be your personal Jesus and got the finger gonna put like everything about this is just <laughs> just gross. Why is this called up for breakfast when it should just be calling like pump it up? Because it's, that seems <laughs> oh it's to coming. Be, uh... No, we we segue <laughs> we we segue from Jesus uh, into breakfast sex into metaphors breakfast. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and some some of the worst ones you'll ever hear. Let, let we're, we're gonna take this like uh two lines at a time here here we go okay first of all she put the cream in my coffee what the first fuck is that morning. you know what it is no no i don't i don't want to <laughs> i don't want her putting anything in my coffee i'm not even gonna try and defend this i'm just gonna it's just yeah that's, do, do, that's, yeah any thoughts on she put the cream in my coffee? What what is he trying to say? I think what he's trying to say is uh you see, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> there's no I don't wanna I don't even wanna tr- even attempt to explain it. Um but uh, I, I get what he's trying to say, but it's not a very good execution. All right, line two. Okay. Put that butter on my biscuit. So what, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, what's his bit like? Okay, 
to put that butter on my biscuit. I, I'm still, is she lotioning them up? Because then he says, uh, honey, well, do my melons. What are his melons? When you think of melons, you, you think of the female, the relationship, not the dude. I'm assuming that means drain his balls. Honey, do my melons? Like, how do you honey yeah, do honey, a melon? I don't know. Uh, like, honey, do. Yeah. Like, I don't. Look. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying really hard here. It's a I, I I I can't wait for people on Twitter to be like you fucking idiots. Obviously, he meant this. I'm like, oh okay. Like I'm I'm literally. No, I know. Here. I I I know what he's trying to say here, but it's just it's not coming across very well. Because and I know that that's why I'm having trouble because I'm I'm gonna have to try and explain where I think he's coming from, and it's still not gonna make any sense. <laughs> if it was if it was the male saying I'm gonna. Put butter on your yeah. biscuit. That would make more sense to me. Not the other way around. I'm trying to figure out what she's doing to him. All right, let's Maybe, let's check out yeah, the next line. He'll try, yeah, the next line though. Yeah, the, this will really shed light on it. All right, so if your cherries are on your banana, you got issues. Like, uh, yeah, I got you, I got nothing for you on that one. <laughs> you better get to a hospital. Uh, something went horrifically wrong. Gonna need and a you, second helping. No, you're gonna a second need help. helping. Yeah, <laughs> second helping. Second you help. need medical attention. You fool. Yeah, you need help for sure. <laughs> All right, I got that one. Yeah, lock oh, the front, oh, leave one, the back door open. Yep. That that one makes sense. Yeah, that that one I got. You gotta love the lyrics. Uh, slip, slide, slip in. All got me tripping. <laughs> all got My me Lord. dripping wet. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, the man's a poet. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> now you got in the back of your mind. You got to be thinking what What would David Lee Roth do with breakfast metaphor, sexy lyrics? He could do it. I think yes. I think he would be a little bit more clever with his phrasing. Um, but I do not believe for a moment that uh, the, the subtlety would be any uh, less. I don't oh, think no. it would. No subtlety. <laughs> absolutely not. But they would make a lot more sense. They'd be a lot better. Now, musically, I really dig what kind of what the band's doing. We're not getting a lot of bass, but yeah, Eddie's playing bass anyway. Mike's not even playing bass on it, but you know what Eddie and Alex are doing on the track, I think are, are fine. Like it's mm. pretty good beat to it. It's, it's got a nice groove. You keeping it up, pumping it up, and then it ain't gonna kill you. Uh, <laughs> telling her like, "Come on, keep it up, pump it up. It ain't gonna kill you." He's he's I... getting kind of kind of rude now. Unless, unless he's uh, uh, that's supposed to be uh, the woman speaking. It could be self talk for himself too, right? Like, come on, keep it could up, be, keep it up. Be. Ain't gonna kill you. I know you're getting up there, Sammy, but geez, perhaps. But again, we can only speculate. <laughs> that's right. She put the cream in the coffee. 
so so now he needs a, another guy there to help you know put some more berries on his bananas so maybe maybe berries on bananas like oh well, maybe I can see yeah. that yeah, yeah. maybe you, you want to explain that for the folks who are listening and didn't see the gesture you just made because it's a audio <laughs> podcast berries being the uh <laughs> <laughs> the shape of a particular uh, uh, part of a woman's body and bananas, a particular uh, body part that resemble, you, you know, you know what I'm getting at this. I don't need to you explain know, this to you. I For can the kids already at hear, home, stop listening. <laughs> I, I can already hear the complaints that people say, like, oh, you're, you're ragging too much on the lyrics. Well, we're, it's a deep dive show, right? So we're deep diving into all elements it is. of the song. I mean, the lyrics are are, are, are this. It's it's hard not to want to you know try and break them down and figure out what our narrator is trying to tell us here. Right. Yeah. We have we have to try. All right. Uh, what did you think of the uh, guitar solo there? I kept waiting for it to actually happen. And I don't know that that to me just did not feel like an Eddie solo. Yeah, it, it kind of felt it kind of felt like, uh, to be honest with you, this whole song sounds like uh, everyone has just given up. <laughs> this is like, don't give a shit. Sammy obviously doesn't give a shit. That's why yeah. he wrote oh, yeah. this. Uh, uh, not without a care in the world. Eddie just sounds like I can try and make this sound a little bit, uh, cool. Like there's some stuff he was doing right before the solo happened. Uh, that's, uh, he was playing in the background. You can't really hear it because it's too far back. Um, which is a shame because I liked what he was doing. It sounded like some dive bombs and you guys know I'm a fan of dive bombs. This solo, however, not, not very gripping or engaging me yeah no i i would agree with that uh van halen uh producer or listed as a producer on this uh bill molina uh listed as the engineer but and again i'm just speculating i don't know the whole history around this era or the recording of these songs but um everything that like keith mccoy said about balance i get here like this is a van very much kind of splintered it's like you know we got the tour coming up in 04 uh, the, the record company wants a, a compilation with some new shit on it. Let's just, mm-hmm. you know, put this out as kind of a new stuff. Uh, obviously, I think had they taken the time, if, they, if they're doing like an album proper and, and this was a candidate, uh, I don't think this sees the light of day. Maybe it's a Japanese only track. Maybe it's an obscure B-side or something. But um, I, 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 again, speculating, I can't see the band being awfully happy uh, with this track, but they just kind of needed to get something out there before the tour. Yeah, but you know, it it might not have killed him to uh, try and get a little, you know, work a little harder. Maybe it would have, or, it would have been nice, or, or, or try, just try just... a little bit harder, a little bit. Yeah, but eh, what are you gonna do? You know, and as we're talking, I remember uh, 
Uh, I think Chris L on Pot of Thunder, one of his points was, how does nobody in the Van Halen camp listen to this and say, don't do this. Like, don't put it on the album. This is not good. <laughs> delete this. Like, yeah. pull, you know, be like Lars Ulrich's dad in some kind of monster. Just delete this. This is not what you do not want to put this on a greatest hits, especially before a big tour uh, with Sammy Hagar back in the fold. This is not the representation of the band you want out there. Um, yeah, it's it's not doing much for me. Nope, nope. But can't win them all. So, but uh, you know, maybe we'll change our mind by the end of it. Hey, we still got a minute thirty-one. I like that attitude. Hey, maybe maybe yeah, they'll see. Let's it. try. Okay, spreading hot butter on my biscuit sounds really unpleasant. Squeeze some honey on my biscuits. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, that's the first sexy thing he said all song. Got bacon on the table. Yeah, finally some bacon. Damn right. Jeez, where have you, some bacon. Where you been? Jeez, <laughs> come on, man. Sammy, be better. Squeeze some honey on my biscuits. Oh, there you go. Squeezing honey on the biscuits. See, you're just there it you're is. one one for a second. Do you hear that weird phase thing happening in the in the in the outro there? Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe yeah, it was just they, my headphones, but I'm like, what the fuck? No, like, that's that's just them trying to uh, you know do something fresh, I guess. Like, uh, hey, well, I'm I'm confused though because the the last bit of those lyrics could very well have been uh, maybe Sammy just really wants to be up for breakfast. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's just like he keeps describing things that are you know. Ex not even necessarily metaphorical it's just some of that just sounds like oh okay th this is what you want to actually have for breakfast okay you know, th you're kind of that's an interesting theory kind of weird but, but I, yeah, I like, like that. maybe it's not uh, sex at all he's just literally hungry he wrote this before heading <laughs> to the studio that day you know spread some cream on my bananas he just wants some uh some whipped cream on his bananas who doesn't maybe you know it's just like he's up for breakfast so early in the morning it's, yeah i mean because You've been out partying all night, and it's early in the morning. The next you know, afterwards, and yeah, that, that's exactly what you want. You want breakfast because <laughs> you you're pretty much uh, down for the count. Uh, if you try anything else, um, but maybe, maybe, or or we're wrong, or we're just read we're reading too. <laughs> we're trying to be a little bit too optimistic about it. I don't know. I don't know either. I'll, I know it's time to vote. Uh, maybe we should start yeah. with Mark on this one. You're the big Sammy guy. Uh, what is your vote on up for breakfast? Three, 
I suddenly realized why this track was such a uh, dismissive sort of afterthought for me uh, the first time I came across it because there was nothing about it that really has a lot of substance. Now, that's not to say that what Eddie is doing when you can actually, you know, hear and pay attention to what he's doing isn't pretty good because he's he's riffing away pretty good. Um, his solo is one to be is leaves one something to be desired because that's not that's kind of sad. That's not the typical thing you get from an Eddie uh, Van Halen solo. You certainly even in their uh, not necessarily their biggest hits, just some of their deepest tracks you're pretty much guaranteed Eddie's going to rip a really great solo, even if it goes on a little too long or if it's too quick. It's usually pretty good. This is, I think, one of the first times where we've encountered a, oof, that's just, that's, that just kind of, that's not very good, my dude. And that's, we never say that about Eddie. Like, even his worst solos are pretty damn good. This one, ah, no, no, you you probably could have done, uh, uh, you could, you, we could have just left that out. We could have cut it out. Or you could have tried something really awesome and, and crazy, and that might have saved the song. However, uh, it, you didn't, and it didn't. And um, I mean, look, I, I had a feeling this moment was going to come the moment I kept defending uh, Sammy's lyrics, <laughs> because I because I don't think all of Sammy's lyrics are bad. In fact, uh, no, most people that not. shit right. on yeah, people that shit on mo most of his songs will tell you he's just a bad lyricist. And I would say not always. However, this track does me no favors when I'm trying to defend <laughs> the man uh, in his writing ability. This one's not good. Uh, I get that he's trying to be very metaphorical, but obviously he doesn't care all that much because it's not written very well. Uh, he's not singing it all that great because he doesn't care. This song just sounds like the band as a whole just did not care. And uh, this was the result. So unfortunately, <laughs> the dream is most certainly over for me. But Corey, you have to be the one you got to be the voice of reason here. You got to be the optimistic one. Cause that's, that's usually how it goes. Uh, so tell me was up for breakfast. What dreams are made of for you? A, a happy, nice dream ready for breakfast. Uh, just like Sammy all pep in the step, or are you going to go pessimistic and tell me the dream is over? Fuck this Shocker. song. No, <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> you know what? And, and I want to be the first to say, too, I, I make fun of Sammy. When his lyrics are bad, they're really bad. But he writes a lot of good stuff, too. And I thought last week's song, The Seventh Seal, is a great example of that. Really great lyrics, I thought, uh, in that track. Um, th this one doesn't do it for me. I thought the uh, the choice of the, uh, uh, the, the, the keyboard riff at the beginning, uh, reminiscent of Why Can't This Be Love, was weird. Uh, I don't know why you play that exact same thing. Like, is this like a pseudo sequel to uh, Why Can't This Be Love? Uh, it, it's almost kind of like The Unforgiven by Metallica, right? You, you kind of get that same kind of gong sound, and then the intro riff is almost the same on, on the three different versions of The Unforgiven. We have that same intro to Why Can't This Be Love. So as a listener, you're thinking, is, does this tie in? Why Can't This Be Love? And then it's this fucking claptrap about breakfast. And, well, it starts off about religion, uh, and then, then he goes into putting cherries on his fucking bananas and... Uh, weird fucking track obviously they didn't work on this very much at all it was just kind of like you know the boys put down a basic music track sammy just threw something together um you know th this song didn't take months of you know honing 
to get to the final product. Uh, I imagine they do this in like an afternoon and just throw it on the album, get it out there. Let's get on the road. That's where the money is anyway on the tour. That's what people want to see. You got to give them some reason to buy the music they already own though, right? So you need new tracks. Uh, so that, that's why these uh, three songs were, were done. Uh, two out of the three uh, really don't do it for me at all. So th this was an easy uh, dream is over for me. And I again, I totally go back to Chris L, Pot of Thunder. How is there no one affiliated with this band who said, Jesus, maybe rethink this. Do you really want to put this on an album that has Van Halen on it? Like, uh, come on, let, let's wise up here a little bit. I gotta agree with Chris L's uh sentiment on that. Um yep. that yeah, this is this is definitely one of those. I mean, and I think I've had a couple of experiences now doing the show, listening to some of the songs where I go, did no one even think to maybe say, Hey, can we try something else? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe rethink this. Um one that springs to mind is a, a, a Van Halen three track, but you know, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, up for breakfast, man. I, I, I wanted to be pleasantly surprised. I wanted this to be <laughs> sort of a, uh, uh, an, unheard, an unsung gym or something. You know, I, I just, I wanted this to be like the diamond in the rough perhaps because nobody, uh, seems to talk about up for breakfast and well, with good reason, because this is not, not a great track at all. Not a very good one either. Um, it just kind of shows it takes away the enjoyment when you have the context of where the band was at this point. And then uh, you hear the product of the song that they put out knowing what you know, and it's just, it sours you even more about it. And uh, yeah, maybe they should have just left this one on the uh, cutting room floor, but Hey, that's not up to me. That's up to the band and the band decided, nah, whatever, put it out. And uh, and because they did all these years later, now we're doing a podcast about it. So thank you, Van Halen, I for, got no uh, for sacrificing. <laughs> no, I love no breakfast. Love. I don't love up for breakfast, not in the slightest. So <laughs> there so it gonna, is. You're not, you're not going to cozy up to Christy tonight and say, yeah, why don't you put your put the cream in my coffee, baby? I you know what? I could do that and I might. Um, But I don't know that that's going to end well for me. I don't even think I'll get a laugh out of that. I don't. I, th I think I'll get a dead stare and go, no, like, oh man. Well, don't you want to? Don't you want to butter my biscuit? Let Let us know I'm next gonna, week if you get slapped. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot, and uh, I will curse Sammy Hagar's name if it does not go well. Uh, <laughs> you guys know I love Sammy, but I'll, I just might have to do it. Uh, so to be continued on that plight, but for now, that is the show. You guys, we've done it. We've put another one down on the books. We are inching ever so closer to the, uh, the final straw, man. We're, we're only, we only have what, uh, 75 more songs to go. 76. Yep. 76. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy thinking uh, where we were when we started and where we're at now. That's, that's insane that, uh, and we gotta, I gotta thank the listeners for keeping us alive. The support has been amazing. You guys uh, keeping this show going that you actually care what two schmucks who aren't <laughs> musical historians and experts have to say about this band that we thoroughly enjoy. So thank you. Thank you to everyone for Absolutely. your support. So uh, with that being said, uh, Corey, where can the people find the show if they want to reach out to us? Uh, where can they uh, locate you if they want to reach out to you personally? Well, they can find the show at uh, www.podcastwellrock.com 
Uh, we're gonna have some new merch up momentarily. I'm gonna we're gonna try a new uh, merch company too. We'll still have T Public, uh, but we're looking into a, a Canadian one too for all of our Canadian listeners who might want some merch and don't want to pay forty dollars in shipping for a T-shirt. Uh, hopefully we can get uh, something going in Canada so that the shipping's a little more a little more reasonable for everybody. Uh, you can find us on Twitter uh, at podcast will rock. Um, you know, catch the poll. Make sure to vote in the poll. Leave your tweets. We'll read them on the air. Uh, I'm also on two other shows with John Mariano, uh, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, we're breaking down the Aerosmith catalog, and um, we added a third host. Uh, I won't spoil it here. It's going to be announced a little bit later on, but there's a, a third voice uh, coming to that show, so look forward to that. And uh, Backtracks Theme Music, where we're talking everything uh, music in movies. And uh, we just recorded one, uh, an episode last night from one of my all-time favorite 80s comedies, Real Genius. So be on the lookout yes. for that one coming soon. And uh, if you want to just yell at me uh, in general, uh, at CD Morissette, uh, I, I, I try and check my Twitter. It's uh, uh, getting pretty busy doing all these shows with Mariano, but uh, I'll, I'll get back to you eventually. And uh, uh, Mark, where, where can the folks find you? Well, if you don't want to yell at Corey and you want to yell at me, I've got all the time in the world to be yelled at uh, at Mark the bat on Twitter and Instagram. Come on over, say hi, uh, scream why I was wrong about, I don't know anything. I usually tweet about nerdy things and rock music and metal. So uh, yeah, come at me. Let me have it. Let me hear what you have to say. Um, and that is uh, where you can find me. You can uh, also be on the lookout for any uh, upcoming uh, shows and stuff. We've I've, I'm, I, I'm very bad about uh, announcing and uh, putting on display some of the things that I get involved with. But if you're in the Nashville area, then uh, be on the lookout for some uh, some new tribute shows that we have coming along the way. The Women to the Front show in September and for Halloween, uh, the the uh, the final Halloween ball. Uh, we might be saying goodbye to the venue, the Exit Inn, that's been a Nashville staple for a long time. And unfortunately, it's going to have to close its doors in November. So come out to the Halloween ball where we pay tribute to music, all things spooky and Halloween-ish as we say goodbye to our beloved venue. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be I'll talk about that more uh, along the way as we get closer to it. But until that time, you guys, on behalf of Corey and myself, we've been rocking with Van Halen because that's what we do every week, every show, one track at a time. We are, and the podcast will rock, and we will rock you later. <laughs> <laughs>